Live from somewhere in Michigan, this is the Legal Aliens Podcast. time and probably i think what since we left our studio and did virtual we are doing a show but with a guest this is new brian it's ish new ish sort of no ish right <laughs> kind of like that but our special guest today hails from the country of mexico from specifically nogales sonora he goes by the name his real name though marco cardenas also known as mc magic hello sir Hey, hey, how you doing, guys? Yes, I was born in Mexico, raised in the USA, though. Yeah, he was born born in Mexico and raised, you were in Phoenix, correct? Yes, Phoenix is, uh, has been my home for for the last uh, uh, 100 years of my life. <laughs> Man, look at that. And yes, because MC Magic, though, he is from Phoenix, born, ra- born no, raised, since I grew up. He's coming out here to Detroit. I want to give a little plug here. Uh, he's coming out with a with a uh, basically a tour, I'd say. Right, you're touring the country. Got some got some yep. uh, friends coming along yes. with you on the for the ride. You have J Rocks. You have Little Rob, Nora Yavel coming Saturday. Was it? It's a Saturday, right? Saturday, June twenty fourth, here in Detroit at the Majestic, Saturday, June twenty fourth, the Majestic Theater. Yes, sir. Majestic Theater in Detroit, MC Magic, Baby Bash, Lil Rob, a, a local girl by the name of Nora, Nora Ivel, and of course uh, uh, J Rocks as well. So we'll be in Detroit. It's exciting. Yeah, and you can you guys can get your tickets at TicketWeb.com. Doors open seven o'clock, June twenty fourth. Oh, but that's good. But that's cool though. That's so right, you- Detroit. And I was I was going to ask about this because I saw in one of your recent Instagram videos that you've never been here, haven't you? It's my first time performing in Detroit, and we are excited about it. I was going to say, because you've, you've been in the music scene for decades, and this is your first time performing. So that, that, must, be, that must be pretty fun for you to be like, all right, it's going to be a new place to get to experience what it's like out here. Yeah, absolutely. And like I said, we're going to come a couple of days early so that we could take in uh, what Detroit is. And, and so, yeah, we're excited about that. We're excited to be in Detroit, excited to, to do some things and to see our, you know, our, our, our little uh, our little um, demographic come out and have a good time with us. Oh, yeah, because I, I was going to say, like, have you what have you what do you know about Detroit? Have you, like, what are the things that you hear? Like good things, bad things, like kind of the places you were like, mm, I kind of want to like kind of want to see what it's like. Well, about about Detroit, I hear uh, you know uh, Eminem, uh, Motown music, Motor City, of course, and uh, and th- that's really the the extent of it. I mean, the Bad Water, that's in Flint, right? That's in Flint. Yeah, everyone likes to kind of tag Detroit with that, but yeah, in a way, it's like nah, nah, nah. <laughs> yeah, no, I understand. I understand uh, that uh, uh, sometimes the news can paint a blurry picture mm. of what the city actually is. Oh yeah, very true. Uh, but what I was gonna, uh, what like, have you had tips so far on like what to what to come out here? Because you did say you're gonna be here a little little early before your performance. Any uh, spots you want to try out for food or any any culture wise you want to check out? 
Yeah, we have we've had a couple of places recommended already. Some steakhouses. Uh, I'm actually interested in going to see the Motown Museum too. Yeah. Um, something like that. But I'm also open for suggestions. Whatever you guys might recommend that I that I uh, take in while I'm in in the D. Yeah. So I was gonna say anything like Heart Plaza usually is a good is a good spot. I know that's a place where we have our like techno fest every Memorial Weekend out here. That's always a fun place to kind of hang out at. Uh, I mean, there's no, I was going to say any sports stadiums, but of course nothing's happening here because we're not very good lately in sports. So stadiums (laughs) you want to check, you you can always check out Little Caesars Arena, you know, just get the vibe of the area, of course, you know, the the ballpark here with the Tigers and the Lions with Ford Field and things like that. Uh, Food wise, I mean, I saw the, I saw the comment, one of them said, uh, Mi Pueblo, that was a good one. That's a good one. That's always a good spot to go. Okay, Mi Pueblo. There's a steakhouse that's recommended. Someone said Riverwalk as well. The Riverwalk, yeah. So it's it's nearby Hart Plaza also that you get to try. They've been renovating that place for quite a while. So it's been getting a lot better. I know that it's near the, uh, the big GM Renaissance Center as well. So that's a big... It's a big spot to go, but it's been getting a lot better. I know, like, there's Greek Town, also uh, Campus Martius is another place. It kind of has like a good outdoor vibe as well. So, I mean, Brian, Brian, I think can offer more because he 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 lives there. He's in he's a Southwest guy. Sorry about that, guys. I am back officially. My computer crashed. <laughs> <laughs> Your, computer. Your computer crashed, huh? That should have been that, that should have been on my end. That's that's funny. It's come from you. Yeah, I know. It's literally the first time it's crashed on me. But <laughs> yeah, so I was I was you know I don't know. I hope I'm not stepping in nobody's conversation. But I, I was raised here in Southwest, which is you know dominantly um, a Mexican um, area of here of Detroit. Um, you know, I, we were arrived here in 2004. Uh, well, my parents brought me here, you know, just like many of us. It's, it's I didn't really choose to be here. <laughs> it's, uh, it's That's like cool. A I, you know, uh, I saw a couple of pictures of the Cinco de Mayo fiesta that was going on mm-hmm. over there, and, mm-hmm. and it, it looked pretty. It looked pretty, uh, pretty cultural. Oh yeah, no, and every year that we've been here, it's been getting bigger and bigger, where people from even out of, you know, from out of the neighborhood for, per se start, uh, you know, come down for the events. Like I even had coworkers that, you know, they don't even reside in detroit um you know they're from outside cities that came into the festival and it's i was really shocked by that um and, and it was and it's almost like outgrowing the neighborhood um i know the goal that they want to do is they want to move it downtown where i think originally festivities used to take place uh, at Hart plaza so that's also a pretty f- uh, famous spot uh, that you should really check it out when you you know come to detroit i know you mentioned you wanted to kind of have a couple of spots yeah, you really want to is definitely going to be on my short list Yep, mm-hmm. that's uh, that's right by the Renaissance Center, which is that big uh, General Motors uh, building. Um, recently, the Grand Prix there took place. Uh, I don't know if you heard about that in the news, um, where they mm, turned the streets into. I'm not into racing. Racing. So uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Mario, but uh, it's Formula One, I believe, um, and other re- racing leagues that kind of came down to Detroit and kind of turned the streets into a racetrack. And it was, it was pretty cool. It's, it's something, you yeah. know, that definitely is lifting the city. Um, but, yeah. I will say close. It's IndyCar, not <laughs> Formula One. IndyCar. But, I'm sorry. Not but Formula One. I, it's I, IndyCar, not, not Formula. As long yeah. as it's not baby Formula, we're good. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, no. It's quite, it's, it's quite on the adult side. But I will say where they used to do the race is another spot that you could probably check out, uh, Belle Isle Park. Because usually that's where the race would take place every summer. They take... 
take up like half the park and turn into a racetrack. But uh, now, yeah, now it's open almost year round. The summertime is usually around the best time to go check it out. They have like a not an observatory, but they have like a kind of like a like a florist area as well. They have like a kind of like a mausoleum of sorts. So you could definitely check that out. The park's pretty nice to go to. Got a lot of activities and whatnot. So I'd say it's another one. Oh yeah, right on! I'm excited. I'm excited. Well, we you know we're definitely we're definitely going to take in the city and and uh, and have a good time with that. Not only that, Nora's a, Nora's go, is offered to to be our our chaperone mm-hmm. while we're in town. So so we'll be good. Oh yeah, you're definitely in good hands. And I mean, uh, to be completely honest, you're probably you know going to run out of time before you get to see a lot of the things here. Um, you know, it's on another reason to come back for round two. That's right. That's right. Uh, right. So. But definitely go to the Motor City Museum because I know that was like number one on your list. Yep, I definitely want to do that Motor City Museum, and uh, I'm you know I'm taking notes, guys. <laughs> He's doing good. I like that because I'm gonna quiz you guys. I'm gonna quiz you guys a little later. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! It's gonna be more on Brian. I'm not the one who lives in Detroit. <laughs> yeah, the the legal aliens. Let's see how legal you guys really are. Uh, <laughs> oh boy, I'm ended, guys. Thank you for. <laughs> oh, you're gonna leave me alone? Damn. Okay. Thanks. Thanks for that. Oh, Appreciate my computer it. crashed again. No. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Nice so job. You guys, do you guys actually speak Spanish? Uh, yeah, I grew mm-hmm. up in Mexico, actually. Oh, you did. Yeah. So English is actually my second language. So you're El Brian. Soy El Brian. <laughs> El Brian. El Brian. I get all all the variations. Of that's dope. <laughs> and Mario, he's from Argentina, so he 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 knows he understands Spanish if you talk to him. But yeah. I don't really see him talk. Yeah, see, me español. Yeah, I was actually born in Buenos Aires. Buenos Aires, the neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. He got excited. I was like, huh? He grew up in our capital. What? (laughs) No, I like that. But Yeah, my grandma lived in El Barrio de los Buenos Aires in Nogales, Sonora, and that's where where I was delivered, not in a hospital at my grandma's house. Dang, Brian, you never told me there was a Buenos Aires in Mexico. What the heck? (laughs) Hey, I just learned that too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, funny enough, tomorrow is my birthday. Um, I'm turning 28, and it would be exactly 20 years that I'm residing in America now, which is you know. Pretty, wow! So you came at eight basic. years old. Yeah, I was eight. I was eight years old when we arrived here. How do you like it? No, eh, I don't know, man. I kind of miss it sometimes. It's like it's a little more simpler over there. You know? <laughs> I mean, you know, obviously, you know, now as an adult, you know, the way of living, you see it kind of differently than when you did as a kid. Um, especially with everything that's going on in the world now, you know, when it almost felt like it was simpler back in the day, back before, you know, before smartphones came along. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, no, it's uh, definitely, I haven't been back. I've only been back once, which I really need. I'm overdue for a trip. I need to definitely go back. Mm, that makes it two of us. <laughs> yeah, literally. Yeah, because I uh, haven't just, been I'm from there. Uh, yeah. I was going to say, I haven't been back to Argentina since I was five, and that was in 2000. Yeah. Damn. I know. Damn. And I hear a lot of stories about what's changed there. I'm like, hmm, okay. Yeah, well, I, I saw Mexico unfold. Uh, I'm from uh, Maravatil del Encinal in Guanajuato. Uh, it's about, give it to take, 40 minutes from Celaya uh, and about an hour from Leon, hour and a half. So, you know, from, from where I'm from, it's pre- pretty, you know, literally just feels mountains. It's a little small town. Or by the 
uh, what is it, the World uh, Health Organization. We're technically a big village. <laughs> We're designated as a big village. Uh, it seems like a lot. Of, it seems like a lot of people in America are from a little ranchito in Mexico. Right, and it's crazy because uh, I was just I was just looking at the numbers the other day, and how Mexico has over a hundred million people, if I'm not mistaken. Which is that's crazy, Mexico right? City. That's Mexico City. A hundred million? Yes. Damn. Uh, hundred million in Mexico <laughs> City. Yeah. So it's like you know, and to think that you know, it's only maybe ten million. Uh, at least, you know, immigrants here in the United States, it still feels like a lot, you know, even though that's we're a minority. That's still 10%. <laughs> right. That's a, and, it, and it's and, that's, in about 50 years, it's probably going to be a lot more. Yeah. That's still from, 10%. You know, but, and, and also on top of that, uh, those are only the immigrants. The amount of Chicanos that are or Mexican speaking Latinos that right. were born here is right. probably d just as high. So, you know, and if not doubled, because let's say, if you know, not every. Double. every every person has you know one or two kids you're already doubling the number yeah absolutely so yeah the you know i have i have this one quote in one of my songs i said 40 million mexicans is what i represent and back yeah. when i did that song i did i did my research and I, that song came out in uh oh four we're 40 million in the United States, at least according to some census that I looked up, right? I, I think we're probably we're probably uh, double that by now. Oh yeah, yeah, no, not without a doubt. And um, you know, in '04, I'm I was in elementary school in '04, so I know I know people that I've grew up with. And funny enough, a, a friend of mine, probably the longest person I've known in America, just had his first baby yesterday. So it's crazy, you know, how, like, everything kind of culminates now that it's 20 years later. One of the first friends I ever made, like, he just had his first kid yesterday. It's like, damn, like, that's crazy. Like, like oh. That's, yeah, like one, of my, you know? like one of my friends was telling me the other day, he says, it's crazy when you're kids, you know, uh, you never heard that one of your friends died or had a heart attack. He says, but when you get right. old, <laughs> all your friends it's start dangerous. having medical problems and falling off. <laughs> Yeah, and it's like, and literally falling off, not because, you know, you stop talking to them. Like, it's crazy. And, and yeah, no, but yeah, no, it's, it's, it's just life, you know, it keeps rolling whether we like it or not. Life is good on this side. I'm, I'm appreciative. Uh, you know, God is right. good. He, sh he shines his light on me every day, and, and I do not take it for granted. Yeah. No, I uh, like, I, I, I always tell my team, is any day above ground is a good day, you know? Very Agree true. 100%. I don't know. You've been around for man so long. You've done so much. You know, you going back to like your days as a radio host and DJ to creating what? Like, how many albums have you done now? I think I count like five. Five at least. You started your first one in '95. That's a that was that 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 was my first solo album. It was '95. Yeah. Then I took a break from being a solo artist and I created uh, four albums for Nasty Boy Click slash MB Riders. So I I have five albums of my own. I've done four, five albums for MB Riders. So that's ten albums right there. I've done one for J Rocks, one, uh, a couple of compilations. So I probably put together at least thirteen, fourteen albums right now. I know, and even and Brian, you're like this. One of them happens to be number. What did hit actually? Uh, the U.S. was a Billboard Top Heat Seekers chart back in 2006. What was that? What, I mean, what is that like knowing that like it hit? number one there that was pretty that must have been crazy yeah you, you know we we worked real hard for that album uh that was my first uh that's my s sophomore solo album but between my freshman and sophomore albums 
I did the group thing for for uh, for four albums. Mm. So to go to go to start my 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 debut album, right? Start my debut album, take a break with a group for pretty much 10, 10 11 years, and then come back solo and go number one. That that was uh, that was pretty amazing. But we were, we worked hard for it. You know, we were really hard for it. I had the song called "Sexy Lady" that we were able to independently start charting on radio charts and all that stuff. Radio is not as important these days anymore. It doesn't mean much. Uh, but back then, before the internet, uh, before um, everything was viral or social media, it, it was about getting on radio because that was that was the headquarters of what what everybody you know got their music oh yeah, yeah. And, and, and it's crazy yeah because uh i mean i grew up uh me and me and mario i'm sure i can speak for mario so i'm turning 28 tomorrow um and i happen to be one of those few generations i uh, like I mean, i'm pretty sure you're in the same way uh, uh where we have seen technology evolve from like you know i still remember cassettes when i was in mexico you know like i was i used to put the pens through it you know roll it rewind it do all of that and that that was my childhood and now we're in this d- digital era to where, like, you know, you stream any song from anywhere in the world. It's it's astonishing, you know. People don't really see how lucky they are now, especially, you know, when you have... Like, I have a brother that's 13 years old, so obviously he, you know, he didn't grow up with no cassettes, no, not even CDs, crying out loud, you know. Um, but it, it's, it's funny, crazy. It's funny that you say that. That's what you say that. The other day we were having a conversation and somebody said, why do old people call music tapes? Uh, yeah. they still, they still do. Oh, like like the expression, like oh, here, listen to my mixtape. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. What do you mean put the, Yeah, yeah. just put the tape on and dance. Right. It's you like kind of date yourself when you call it a tape. <laughs> <laughs> or now nowadays, yeah. you just have to ask the guy, like, just give me your Spotify link and I'll find it. Yeah, like give me your link tree. Like, man, what? <laughs> yeah, the evol- evolution evolution of both uh, technology and society itself. It's never going to stop, you know. It's something that's been evolving for for ages, and uh, we just kind of got to go with the flow. When someone says, "I'm from the old school," I don't mess with email. That's when you know that they they've thrown in the towel. They're not interested in evolving anymore. <laughs> yeah, no, I hear that a lot too. Um, it's just crazy. It's like you, you always got to be willing to learn so you can evolve and not per se stay relevant, but you you have to compete. You know, whatever. The dominant either platform is or whatever you're doing if you're not competing whether you think you're competing or not you, you have to you know at least be knowledgeable about it you know not not just yeah when i when i was starting with when i was starting to produce some of my early songs um you know we still had to bring in musicians because even though i knew how to how to work a drum machine there was no way for digital music to sound like a, a strummed guitar you know you can't right. get that you can't get that, uh, or at least you couldn't back then from technology. Right. It's come a long way, um, but we actually used to still have to bring musicians into the studio to pay, play you know, some of the bass lines, uh, play some of the guitars, because I really like the element of, of real music as opposed to just um, like, uh, I think, I think uh, a, a, lot of, a lot of people make music and, and it's like abstract, like throw whatever sound in it and it, it's a beat. In fact, music is just called a beat now, you know? Yeah, 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 give me a beat and then, you know, just whatever. It's almost like, it's almost like a sandwich, you know? They're like, all right, we got the bread, 
just put whatever in the middle, you know? Like, it's like, well, what do you mean? Like, that's the glory of making anything or producing music. It's like, should be from the very start of, like, the first note or melody that's in your head to the very last product, you know? Not just like, oh, let me go and, you know, get this beat for, like, $100. But, you know, how, how connected are you really to it other than, you know, it sounds all right. And there's it's a little bit of soul that misses, you know? Yeah, of course. I love I love real music and guitars and pianos and and one of my favorite instruments is a, is a female voice. That's why a lot of my songs have hmm. choruses where girls are singing. You know, we can run right. away and spend some time. I always right. be the one right by your side or right. uh, whatever it is. I want to get lost in love with you. I love female vocals and and that's always been a really important int- instrument of my of my music. Yeah, no, and and everything has its own element. You know, I, I personally play drums, so I know I know a little bit about audio. I've done uh, audio engineering or live audio engineering um, at a couple festivals locally here, and I did it with the band that I was part of for a while. So you, you know, you learn to appreciate that even that is an art. You know, where you where you it's not just about not having stuff that screeches, but more of like make it sound good and how you think. You know, you can maximize that that experience um, because you want to highlight everything. You know, it's 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 hard to have little uh, pieces of music that don't get highlighted. Except for some mixes of some artists, we you know whether locally or nationally, and it's like, man, like it could have worked a little bit more on that. You know, <laughs> it's like you can't. You got you got certain <laughs> things that got really. You know, T- even friends yeah, of mine. Take it back I, to the drawing people, board, bro. <laughs> yeah, like there's friends of mine that I literally tell them they show me music because I'm, I'm friends with a lot of local musicians here in, in Detroit. I tell them like, hey, you might want to take that one again. You know, like that one needs some you work. Know, the, the nice, <laughs> the nice way to tell people that their music ain't ready for the market is like, this is not the final mix, is it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah literally. Just said it with the, with the, like, is this the is this the first draft? All right, cool. Yeah, I don't know how many <laughs> times I've get, heard you say that to somewhere. them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, are you sure about that? Like, <laughs> I yeah. know. No, I wanted. To, I wanted to know, like, because I because you started in the early teens with a drum machine. Is how you really kind of got into the whole like music, you know, producing and things like that. Like, for a schmuck like me who doesn't know music like Brian does, wh- how like what is a like how good is a drum machine in making like what you want to produce? And do you still like do you still go back to things like that? Yes, absolutely. A drum machine. Uh, uh, Roland created like in the early, early, uh, maybe early eighties, late seventies. They created this thing called the TR eight hundred eight, and the TR eight hundred eight. That's why they call the the hard hitting bass. They call it eight hundred eight. That's where it comes from, from the TR eight hundred eight drum machine. Uh, and so that was kind of like the godfather of bass music. Uh, is the TR eight hundred eight, and so. Um, the drum machine just allows you to make a skeleton and once you have a skeleton then you can decorate it uh you, like like say if, if you're making a salad uh the drum machine is the lettuce mm-hmm. and people might have you know a cranberry salad a chicken salad and a seafood salad but the drum machine is the lettuce of uh it's the meat and potatoes that you could just build upon and and create anything you want so yeah i love the drum machine and when and and when uh, um, I, had, I had my first sampler, that's when I started taking other sounds and being able to twist them into this and that and the other and make have music grow from there. That's good. Do you still like find yourself maybe going back to those things sometimes? Use when you want to create 
a new tractor or just kind of like uh, you've, you've evolved past it? Yeah, I do because, you know, uh, a lot of times the basics, uh, what got you somewhere is where you need to get back to. A lot of times in sports they do that, you know. In sports they say get back to the basics, yep. you know. Uh, you, you've shot enough threes. Let's get the basics down packed and that way you can compete again. Uh, and, and, you know, you talk to any boxer and they'll tell you, you know, the basics is where it's at. No, yeah. yeah. As an athlete, I take that. <laughs> I, I, I understand that wholeheartedly. Oh yeah, been there, I've been there a lot. Oh my god! But uh, no, and, and I saw, and I saw that you when you went into there, yeah. you, as your music career progressed, you became a radio host in Phoenix. Like that, that must have like I've always like kind of wanted to do that in a way. Like I've always wanted to get into radio, and I'm like, how do you, like, how does that work with music in your aspect? Like being a host and a DJ, but also like you know. You're creating your music too. Is it is it tied, or do you keep it separate? How did that work? Well, to be honest with you, DJing has always been a little bit a, a little bit part of my heart. Um, when I was a kid, I thought my only way to live in a in a world of music. I never thought I was wor- worthy enough to be an artist. And I thought, well, at least I can be a DJ. I'll just play other people's music. And so when I started out DJing. Uh, that was my first way of making money is I started putting on these little events when I was a freshman in high school and I would DJ for the community and they would come out. And so I first got popular as DJ Mr. Magic and it went, and I changed it to my initials MC Magic once I started writing songs, which is many years after I started DJing. And then there was a time when I did both. I was a DJ for weddings and quinceañeras. And then whenever I had a concert, then I would go do a concert and I had albums out. And so, you know, eventually we phased out of it. But when it comes to the radio DJ, I really thought that was going to be my career career being a radio jock because I used to listen to the radio religiously. And uh, every morning I would listen to the morning show and I'm like, man, they're so funny. They're so entertaining. They're so cool. And it's, it's, it's a personality that comes through the radio. And one time when I was in Boise, Idaho, I was, um, I was there to promote a concert. A friend of mine named Mikey, who, who was the director of the station, he says, why don't you take over the radio station tonight, you know, between 6 and 10 p.m., hang out with, uh, with uh, Adriana. Adriana's radio name was D. You and D could take over the radio station. And whatever you want to do, you want to perform some songs, you want to take some phone, some phone calls. And we, we just had a great time. We had a great time, and him as a music director, he got he, he we got done. He's like, you could really be a radio jock. You got the personality. You got what it takes. And I'm like, oh, that's dope. And then uh, fast forward a few years later, he moved to Phoenix to take over the radio station here, and he called me. He's like, hey, remember that one time in Boise? You ready to be a radio jock? <laughs> and so I gave it a shot, and and uh, and and, uh, and I had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun doing it. And then it got to the point where it was sucking too much of my personal time mm. away from me. And I just wanted to go back and do what I love the most, which is music, touring, and writing songs. Not waking up at 5 a.m., being at the radio station till 1 p.m., sometimes 2 p.m., go home for a nap, then get up and prep for the next day because I was doing morning shows. Right. And morning shows take a lot of prep. So it really was just consuming my entire life and after like four years, I'm like, you know what, guys? Uh, thanks, but no thanks. I'm ready to go back to doing what I do. Yeah, and, and I mean, to kind of keep the conversation close to radio, I, I mean, I I remember how, how big radio was, and I guess you can say right before the first iPhone even came out, you know, like mid-2000s towards the end of the 2000s, or before 2010. 
um, you know, radio, you were anything on the radio was a hit, you know, no mistakes. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. That, radio jocks were big celebrities back in the day. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. You had Rick D's, you had the Wolfman Jack, you had uh, uh, even Ryan Seacrest, you know, mm-hmm. um, made his name at radio. Uh, Big Boy's Morning Show, Kid Craddock, all these radio radio uh, names became very famous, and they were celebrities. Now, you know, the average teenager can't even tell you what dial the radio is on. I don't know right. you know, what what dial what, what frequency is it on. What do you mean? What's a frequency? Right, right. And, and it's funny enough you say that. It's uh, I work in the automotive industry, and there's certain manufacturers that are starting to face out AM radio, which you know. That that's only a progression of things to where you know FM is right after that, you know, and then you know yeah, you're, that's, you're that, left with that's a yeah. and, and that's crazy because it's you you see that path, but you know it's 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 a world changing thing to see this because you remember I mean radio's been out since what the thirties forties I don't even know I, how long radio's been yeah on. I'm not sure when ter- <laughs> ter- terrestrial radio that's what they call it terrestrial radio right I'm not sure when it when it was invented and when it went on. But I do remember, like, when I was a kid, I remember my mom listening to novelas on the radio. Yeah. Before yeah. before watching them on TV, they would act them out, just audio. And, man, it, it was intense. It was yeah. intense. It was it was a theater of the mind is what they've always called the radio. Right, right. And that's really what it was. So I remember radio being the heart of the family when I was a kid. Uh, and, matter of fact, radio had a lot, of, a lot of influence on my musical taste. My mom was listening to ballads by Los Terricolas, Juan Gabriel, Jose oh, yeah. Jose, and, and that, that kind of molded me as the type of music that I liked by default because I was listening to my mom's music. And so that's why I write love songs, I, I guess, you know? Yeah, no, and that's crazy because, I mean, like, like I said earlier, I grew up in Mexico, so up to 2004 or even arriving to America, culture culture wise it was totally different you know all i heard was you know i i've heard pedro infante vicente fernandez all day long los tigres del norte you know you can go for days from all the all the grupos you know romanticos from you know the 70s and 80s and and i my catalog in my in my in, you know in my phone is ridiculous because now you have access you don't have to buy the cd like when i was a kid or get you know steal one from a friend and it's like I, every now and then I put that music on, and, and my my girlfriend, which you know she's uh, of uh, I don't know if you can say Caucasian descent, of you know she she's she's you know German descent, better said, you know if I put that music on, it's like it's it's crazy to to think that she can listen to that music, you know, and it's like she would have never ran into that music in her life because it's just a different culture, different language. She doesn't. Well, speak I do I, I do have to tell you, it's, the accordion is a very German instrument. It, right, right, right. It is. Uh, <laughs> it is. And, and there's times that I'm listening to like German polkas. Funny enough, you bring that up, and and my girlfriend's like, "Well, what are you listening to?" I'm like, "This is technically your heritage. I'm listening to polkas from Germany." <laughs> and, it, and it's crazy, uh, but but yeah, no, like, uh, oh, one thing you should check out. I don't know if we have enough time. We do have a city called Frank Frankfurt. Is that right? Um, you mean Franken Frankenmuth? Frankenbooth, I'm sorry. Fuck, I'm, I'm getting confused. Yeah, Frankenbooth is, is a city. Frankenbooth. Not Frankenstein, yeah, but Frankenbooth. Franken- right. It's, no, Frankenbooth. About, you can say an hour. It's an hour from Detroit. It's exclusively, you know, of German descent, and it's kind of like a little Germany, per se. You know, it's pretty nice. That's nice. A lot of people go there. It's, it's pretty, I highly recommend it if you're in the area. 
Um, but yeah, I, I forgot what I was going to say before I got distracted with the German. No, we were, ta- we were talking about <laughs> we were talking about the evolution and radio, the evolution music, of radio, yes, and the and the diversity of your playlists and all that. But I, you know, I think living in America and also having Spotify and Apple Music, everyone can listen to anyone from from Billy Eilish to man. Let me let me go deep to uh, to Lil Wayne to Freddie Fender. Los Tigres del Norte, Cristian Castro, it just, it's all over the bubble, you know? Yeah, yeah and that's it, crazy. Um, I mean, th- that comes to one of the questions that I had here for you is, uh, out of all the technologies you've kind of witnessed throughout the years, or I guess culture things, culture stuff like an iPhone coming out, what do you think is the biggest impact that has had in music business or music industry in general? Like, you know, uh-huh. like, what what do you think is the biggest shift that you've seen? Oh, definitely the iPhone. Definitely the iPhone. Matter of fact, when Steve Jobs was talking about this thing called the iPod, that was before they integrated the iPod and, and, and the iPhone together because right. the iPod was one system and the phone was another system. Right. And so when he said, you know, all your music is going to fit in this little, this little thing called the iPod, it was a little wallet-looking thing, and he said, and uh, you could fit up to 1,000 songs right in the palm of your hand. And I was like, man, that's crazy. That's ridiculous. I don't know how how they're gonna do that, but right. now you got a million songs like that in, in your phone, not just in your hand, at any right. given time. You know, it, it's crazy. Yeah, and and it's like, um, you know how I, I don't know how big you are into you know music videos, um, but one of the things I highly or vividly remember is MTV. You know, from from the late well, not late nineties, but er, like mid two thousands. Was it TRL? I guess early twenty tens. Yeah, you had you had like three versions of MTV: MTV Dos or Tres or yeah, I forgot the names of them. And it's crazy how like the culture itself revolved around music videos. You know, like oh, you know this this song is coming on. You know, put it up, and you got the music video and the song playing. Now it's like a song comes out. You know, oh such and such dropped a song. Cool. And like the music video is almost secondary in, in certain, you know, for certain people, and it's like it's crazy. It's it's a it's an art that I feel like doesn't get enough effort. And I tell people that shoot locally too, when they tell me, yeah, you know, I'm going to like a parking garage or I'm going to, you know, I'm, I'm doing this and that. I'm like, dude, people have done that millions of times. You know, get creative, do what you want. You don't need a big production to, to be have creativity. You know, it's about the the mastery of of your vision, not not the budget that you're working with. Yeah, that's absolutely true. I agree with all of that. And uh, MTV was very impactful for the the culture and 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 the, the music business as well. Uh, MTV was so powerful. Uh, and then little by little, MTV is the one that introduced reality TV. They had the, the show called The Real World because it was supposed to be right. reality TV, right. and, and and it went from music to to programming. And they discovered that people liked like to binge more on that than music videos and that's why music videos had to take a back seat and right. fortunately youtube came into the, the the picture and uh gave us a home for our music videos and now that's where people watch music videos but some of the right. biggest music out there you can still go to youtube and see that you know ed sheeran's latest song has almost a billion views right. and so right. the 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 culture is still there it's just not pop culture anymore uh, right. pop, pop culture it's, was when when they were the gatekeepers you know what i'm saying when mtv right. if it was on mtv everybody knew about it uh but now the world is more niche it, or uh, some people say niche 
To me, that sounds like cheese, so I say niche. It's a niche <laughs> audience, you know? Right. And, and it's crazy you bring that up about, you know, how even if it's not pop culture, I mean, you can go down the list of artists worldwide where they have, if not millions of followers, right? Millions of listeners. Um, and, you know, if I bring one up right now, there's a good chance, you know, Mara nor you know who it is, you know, because it's crazy. Like, there's, there's the, this connectivity that we got on our phone and the internet. There's people that could be ultra famous and we don't even know about them. Let me ask you something. Do you know who Rancho Humilde is? Oh, I've heard of the name, but um, it's leading my mind right now. (laughs) Rancho Humilde is a label, a record label, and I'm going to compare them to Death Row, because I know you know who Death Mm -hmm. Row is. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it's the modern-day Death Row, and they focus on corridos. The corrido market with Natanael Cano, with Junior H, with Fuerza Regida. The corridos market is the number one music uh, uh, in in the in 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 the Latin culture right now. Matter of fact, right. it's so big that even reggaeton singers are trying to do corridos, and so it's really taken over uh, the world. I wasn't say America, but it's beyond America. It leads all, all over right. the place. And I just I just heard the owner of Rancho Milde yesterday. Yesterday he said on his social media, "I'm so blessed that I received uh, uh, confirmation that that Rancho Milde officially has 76 billion streams." Wow! Hey, and you hey, and you hardly even heard of them. You're like, I think right, I know right. who they are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, well, that's the yeah. I mean, you know, that's it's it's going back to exactly what I just said. It's like there's people that are have you know insane amount of popularity or streams or views and we have no idea you know there's probably a kid in europe that's streaming to like five million people and we don't have no clue who it is you know yeah no i discover that all the time and i'm not i'm not i'm not surprised about it anymore uh uh during the pandemic in 2020 i was on instagram live talking with fans and one of my fans really impressed me she said i want to sing for you she grabbed her guitar and she started singing. And I, and there was something about this little girl. I'm like, man, there's something special about you. Uh, uh, maybe we could we could we could work on a song together. And instead of working on a song together, I ended up signing her to my label, and we released a whole album called Princesa. Uh, her name is J Rocks. And just yesterday, she celebrated. I told her, I says, uh, I think I think she had like seven thousand followers on Instagram when I met her. Uh, 7,000 followers, and her sister told me, yeah, but remember, you bought most of them because it was (laughs) 7,000 back in 2020, right? And and so after I started working with her, we put some marketing into her. We we recorded music videos for her. Uh, We released her album, Princesa, and just yesterday, and I told her, I said, one of these days, you're going to be hitting over a million followers. And she's like, I can't even imagine that. That would be crazy. Uh, when we first met in, in, in early and yesterday, uh, uh, almost three years to the date uh, that I met her, she hit a million followers on TikTok. Yeah, no, and, and it's crazy because one thing that I've noticed too, the more we do this, at least for example, the project that we're doing now, me and Mario and two other friends, you know, unfortunately weren't able to be here. Um, is that sometimes, you know, you never know which market you're actually pretty good at. For example, uh, when we started this project, we were focusing on like Facebook and YouTube and Twitch. And, you know, Twitch is normally known for like gaming people and stuff like that. 
Uh, and for the longest, we ignored Facebook. To where like, eh, we don't have to do Facebook. You know, that's really not a market that fits our needs. Or, you know, thinking that we know everything. At least you know, in my end, that was not and your then, niche, right? And, <laughs> we, and then we thought, and then, yeah. And then suddenly, and then suddenly, I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna post a clip on there to see why not. And it got, I forgot the last time I checked that, and it was at like five, six million views. And, it, and it's crazy because it's like when you think you almost know something, you're easily proven wrong. And that's where like that ability, you know, referring to the beginning of the podcast is you have to evolve. You know, you have to be. Yeah, the evolution never the, stops. Yeah, right. evolution never stops. Because you never know when the next TikTok comes around or, you know, whatever is next. And if you. I'm excited take, to see what's going to come and replace TikTok. I really am. Oh yeah, I, we tried Clapper for a minute. I don't know if you ever heard of Clapper. That's the American version I have of TikTok. Not. <laughs> yeah, which is, is it uh, good? Eh, it's a pretty copy and paste. I see. <laughs> I see. I thought. I thought but, Clapper. I thought. I thought. Uh, I thought musically was the American version uh, of TikTok, but actually, musically was the app that TikTok bought and renamed it. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think the. I think what's gonna happen? It's gonna be Vine two. That's what's gonna happen. My needs to come back to six seconds. The, the creator did say he was gonna, he was attempting it. So we'll oh, see. Oh my god! Yeah, I think somebody bought Vine to kill it. Uh, no, no, I, I think that's it. really what happened. I think I heard that somebody bought Vine just to to shut it down because it was a nuisance, and uh, and and it made way for other platforms <laughs> to win. I mean, think about it. Uh, uh, Instagram started as a just a picture. It was just a photo app. You know, just show your photos there, and everybody can see them and like them and comment. And now, man, it's everything to everybody. You can buy, never, you, you can buy sliced cheese delivered to your door on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy you mentioned that. Yeah, because I, I remember when Instagram launched, and you know, it was just straight pictures, and it was square too. I don't even think you can do landscape. And then, like, there yeah. was like no video. And then, yeah, like, and slowly, even when the even when they did have video, they had they had the the the, the book cover size videos, but TikTok forced them to go with full screen videos. Yeah, yeah, no, the the, the reels. I mean, the whole reason we have reels on YouTube, on shorts on YouTube, and reels on Facebook and Instagram is because TikTok was just, you know, blowing them out of the water. It's just crazy, you know. So it's yep. interesting what's going to happen That's next. True. Uh, uh, on the next evolution of entertainment. I know. Well, yeah, we've had to evolve with every single one of them, right? We've had to go through <laughs> literally. We went. We we put some to the back burner, then we brought them back, and then some don't like us and don't like the videos we put. Oh yeah, Thanks, we TikTok. we always get taken down on TikTok. Oh my god, it's, it's, I know. So it's you gotta crazy. find other avenues, but like, I feel. Yeah. I, I do, is it the same way when it comes to like maybe your fan base in terms of like you know evolving as the years go on, or the you know do they think like. The cultural aspect of uh, like fans at like a concert festival, those things kind of change too. You know, it has not, and I'm gonna tell you why. Because I tapped into a market called Love Market, and people fall in love every day. And love does not evolve anymore. Love is like the the your first person that you fall in love with, a girl, a, a boy meets girl, and that grows into this little special moment. That never has changed. It's still the same thing, whether it's in a classroom, whether it's at visiting Mexico for the summer, you meet that pretty girl or the pretty girl meets that that special guy. And that has been the 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 subject of most of my music. And so even today, uh, my fans are still looking like 10 years old to 40 year old women. 
and it's a blessing to me because it's a it's a evergreen uh it's an evergreen genre god bless you brother no no thank you <laughs> but yeah no that, that was going to be one of the things that i was going to ask uh, or relatively in that realm is you know have you ever have you seen your audience evolve from the very beginning you know when you drop that first album to you know up to your show upcoming show coming here in detroit um you know and, and you kind of you know answer it to where like it, it's almost like that revolving generation to where where you think you're like oh well you know i'm growing old with my audience but no you know they have kids and going back to like me and, and you you know the parents introduce the music to the kids and that's it's exactly like right like, and, and now that everything is permanent because you have the internet it's not like you know i lost the cassette that my dad gave me or whatever it's like nope just boom pull it up it's yeah it's evergreen and i do get those comments too man i didn't even know what the name of this song was but i finally found it this is the song that my dad used to play and he right. died uh, seven years ago. It's, it's crazy how we become part of people's lives. And that's a beautiful thing, too. You know, that's a, that's a wonderful thing that we share, that we become part of people's lives. And uh, I mean, because everybody knows the music that you fall in love with, you never forget those songs. Uh, no matter what happens, mm -hmm. those songs stay with you. Yeah, no. It's funny that you mentioned that, too, is I had a, a song came out today when I was on my way uh, back back home from work of that reminded me of one of those first crushes you have in middle school or you know one of those first loves and it started playing and i was like i got sad i got depressed i was like man you know like why 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 did why did why do i have such a change in my mood yeah i know what song, song it is. On? i know what song it is is dilemma by uh by nelly and, <laughs> and kelly <laughs> Rowan. <laughs> there you go he's, he's on top he knows it no, it, it actually, funny enough, I wish I could pull it up. It's actually a Chicano, uh, one of, I guess I would call it an anthem. It's uh, by Sap. Oh, my God, bro. Some uh, I don't even know what category that would be with every freestyle. You know, yeah, Zap it, came out as a funk group. Yeah, Zap came out uh, as, as a funk group back in the, in the, in the early 70s. And uh, it's funny that you mentioned zap by the way i love zap everything they've done from computer love to grapevine to heartbreak to uh more bounce cop boom, boom, all that good stuff oh that's there it is. you know yeah it can put more dance, bounce dance floor D dance floor is what came out yeah and, and yep. you and you called it chicano music which i agree it is but yeah. it's by a black but it's by black artists right right yeah and, ah, and it's funny how like sometimes it's not appropriation but it's like something can become a staple with no boundary you know and that's one thing that i really love and that i was kind of talking to nora earlier today you know our our colleague uh whether you know what me and Mario are trying to do here at least in detroit you know hopefully eventually to the rest of the world is start eliminating some of those cultural lines you know because to a, a mexican from mexico i'm not mexican enough you know that's the it's the life story of, of a chicano everywhere you're not mexican enough and you're not american enough so it's you know we want I, I, at least I want to erode those lines to where like hey just because you know I'm a po I'm a podcaster entertainer producer director my ethnicity doesn't matter you know I can make content for my parents I can make content for everybody and something that we can all share and it's and, and it, I, I like you your get. I like your thought process but I'm gonna yeah. tell you something I'm gonna tell you something yeah. about it that's a double edged blade because. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you said a word right now that's real popular, which I never use, cultural appropriation, which means right. nothing to me. Right. Um, but 
And I'm going to tell you why. Because you talk about coloring uh, or re reducing the color lines so everyone can just do what they want and everything. But as soon as Rachel Ray starts making menudo with canned hominy and all that stuff, uh -oh. eh, you, you see what I'm saying? The, I've, the Mexican, I've seen, uh, uh, what was it, uh, birria. Uh, you see what I'm saying, vegetarian right? Vegetarian birria. And I'm like, ah, oh, come on. No. Vegeta vegetarian, <laughs> uh, what do you call pozole? Vegetarian I'm pozole. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, come on, what is this? <laughs> okay, so that, so, so, so. What really happened is what you were wishing is that no matter what culture you come from, you can do whichever food you want, you know, whether right. it's Hawaiian pizza or Nigerian pizza right. uh, or whatever it is. And, and so uh, you, you're always going to get that people are proud of their culture. And that's why they're like, no, nah, that's ours. That's Chicano culture. And, and so uh, um, the other end of the coin is um, the lines have been blurred. I mean, have you ever seen a black and white baby? Oh yeah, probably they heard, bro. <laughs> oh, hang on, you froze on my end. I didn't hear the last part. <laughs> <laughs> I only saw her black and white baby. I only heard black and white baby, and then it froze. <laughs> oh, I see. I said, I said the lines have been blurred. You know, right. have you seen a black and white baby, a black and brown baby, a black and Chinese <laughs> baby? Yes, right. all cultures are are blending together mm -hmm. right now. Right. Yeah. I mean, me and my girlfriend. I mean, she's you know she has no ounce of other than just German and. You know, maybe somebody you know from Poland. I'm strictly you know Native American and, and you know mestizo pretty much, and and you know that's eventually going to blind you know because you know unlucky for her she's going to be the one that you know that gets the ring. <laughs> um, but Congratulations! Yeah, no, and, uh, oh, thank you. And uh, you know, and, and it's essentially that mixing that's going to you know, you know, it's going to have a little a little Chicano Junior. You know. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Actually, one of my one of my. Uh, my first loves in in high school she was a, she was half german her mom was mexican and her father was bill gocher that's crazy yeah bill <laughs> gocher and it's funny it's a little funny story that i've never said before is uh is laura's father was was the warden of the prison he was the warden of the prison there's a prison uh close to uh the high school where i grew up and and Mr. Gocher was was the warden at the prison, you know, keeping the the cellmates in and, and whatnot. But I was sneaking into his daughter's window. <laughs> <laughs> you hear that, man? You couldn't keep everybody out. <laughs> no, nope, or in, in or out. <laughs> oh man, that's, that's the original in and out. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, well, they need to bring one over here. <laughs> I, I do miss. <laughs> I mean, just random, just random. Oh yeah, nah, man. Uh, oh, speaking of in and out, what have you ever had? Waterburger? Down of course, of course, we got Waterburger in Phoenix, Arizona. You, you, and, uh, uh, what do you pick, in and out or Waterburger? Um, yeah, um, I'd give him a tie. I'd give him. A, I'm not much of a burger, I, burger, burger guy. I'd give him a tie. Oh man, um, but yeah. No, oh, speaking of, of stuff to check out here in Detroit, uh, I don't know how. How much you like to travel internationally, but we are actually literally five minutes from Windsor, Canada. So if you happen to bring your passport, we do know of a couple of spots you can hit across the bridge. Yeah, I, uh, let, me, let me just let me be completely honest with you. <laughs> I'm afraid to go into Canada because of all the politics that I see on the news. Oh, get it understandable. Yeah. It's, it's a different land. It's a different land, but you know, if, if you were interested, we that and Detroit. Fun fact, fun geographical fact: Detroit's one of the few American cities where you have to travel south to get to Canada. Really? Yeah. Yeah. 
That's crazy. I mean, that, that yeah, that's a good that's a good dynamic. There. That's something interesting to know. To be yeah, honest. like you have to you have to hop on seventy five south to get to Canada, if you're like in the you know north part of Detroit. And 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 what and what it what interesting is in Windsor, Canada? So other I mean, than the casino, couple, <laughs> they're, yeah, their their nightlife. I mean, they have a couple of casinos. They have uh, uh, I personally have a burger joint that I can definitely vouch for, and I'm sure Mara here can too. Is it called Mamo's Burger? Oh my God! Their beer and burger again. I don't, I don't know. Mamo's Burger, huh? Yeah, you say you're not much of a connoisseur of uh, you know, eat burgers. I mean, but, I know about White oh, Castle. You know, I know about about White Castle. Isn't true. that big out, the, out in Detroit? Uh, oh yeah, it's okay. It's all right. There's only one in like every what five miles. <laughs> you see, out here we don't. He froze again. <laughs> uh, White Castle is in the freezer box at the grocery store. Oh, you well, but you That's can get to the grocery store. Yeah, it might be yeah, a hockey no. puck. <laughs> <laughs> it's more like yeah. a hockey puck, definitely. Don't yeah, cook no. it. There you go. But practice outside. <laughs> oh man, Jesus. That, that's just oh man. Oh god. No. Oh, speaking of uh, you know, talk about like Chicano music, and then also you know, coming out of you know Latino music. I saw a collab that you've done before on an album, and it's quite a popular name. That you know, me not being. You know, I'm not a un Mexicano by any stretch of the imagination, but I do know of Cumbia Kings. How did that 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 that's quite a collab, I have to say. Like how like where did that how did that originate? You know, um I was I was a big fan of the Cumbia Kings uh during that time and and uh, the voice of DJ Kane was the staple of the Cumbia Kings. It's like it's like like, like DJ Kane's voice is what, you know, um Beyonce was to Destiny's Child. You know what I'm saying? Uh, that w without without Beyonce, there is no Destiny's Child. You know what I'm saying? And so, right. Kumbi, uh, so DJ Kane was the lead voice. Fortunately for me, he was having troubles with the leader of the group, uh, 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 Selena's brother AB, and he was having troubles, and he was looking for other opportunities. And uh, of course, there was always there was always money problems involved as well. And so, I offered him to come to uh, to my studio in Phoenix and record a song with me. And uh, by the grace of God, he came and we recorded this song called Sexy Lady. Now me and DJ are really tight friends. Uh, if I need him for anything, you know, it's just a phone call away. But yeah, I mean, that song really was the the cornerstone of my Magic City album, uh, Sexy Lady. And it was featuring DJ Kane, the voice of the Cumbia Kings. Pretty amazing. Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, it's, that's, a, that's, a, that's an iconic thing. Um and uh, Little Birdie also told me that you happened to run into uh, Snowda Product early on. Uh, but, but what are we talking about? I did. Over 10 years ago? I did. In 2009, 11, around there, I was working on an album called The Rewire. And um, a friend of mine, he said, you ought to check out this, this rapper from El Paso, Texas. Uh, her name is Snow. She used to call herself Snow White before she changed it to Snow the Product. What? And... Uh, uh, yeah, and so um, I reached out. To, he he sold me some of her stuff. I'm like, wow, this girl really raps well. And so I offered her uh, uh, to be to pay her for a verse, and I ended up putting her on a song with Twista. Twista. Oh yeah. MC Magic and Snow and Snow the product, which was actually uh, Snow White. And the reason she changed her name is because Disney is is issued her a cease and desist to stop using the name Snow White. No way. And so she went to Snow the product. They gotta cancel Disney. 
No, uh, let's not be Florida here. Okay, <laughs> come on now. <laughs> no, but we have a we yeah. have a good friend of ours who's a major fan of Snow the Product, and he's been to a couple of her, her last concerts here in Detroit. And yeah, he's waxing yeah. politically about everything. like you know her your rise yeah. and how where she is now. And like, did you you, you saw that? You saw that that she could be where she is now. Oh yeah, I definitely. I mean, uh, I think I, I, I've always had a gift for spotting talent, even early on, and even today, guys. I prefer to work with an up-and-coming artist than an established artist simply because I don't like dealing with egos. Um, I, I hate to say it like that, but the truth is the truth. And it's it's so gratifying to meet an artist like J-Rocks, who was nothing when I met her, and, and tell her, you know, one day you're going to be able to do this because I'm going to help you. And her going, really? Oh, my God, it's so amazing. Really? Is it true? No, you're kidding. And you know, that energy, that gratitude, that that excitement about working on music as opposed to working with an artist. And they're like, yeah, I'll send you the verse when I can. For sure. All right, cool. All right, yeah, no <laughs> doubt, no doubt. And there's no excitement, you know what I'm saying? There's, there's right. absolutely no excitement um, for the project. And, you know, to me, music is my ultimate excitement, creating new right. music and stuff like that. It, 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 it just there's something really special about that. And that's why I prefer to work with new artists. And that's why I work with Snow the Product when she was pretty much unknown. Right. I mean, and, and it's a good thing you bring up that, that the kind of that factor that a lot of artists miss. And, and I can speak, you know, firsthand for people that I know here personally, you know, not to mention names, but where I constantly tell them, you know, you got to just act like you actually mean what you're doing. Like, it's not it's not about how good your verses are, how good your song, song you know, you can write the the heaviest riff if you're playing in a rock band but if you don't have actual love and passion and when you're performing you don't give it your all you you're not going to make an impression on anybody you know you're just going to be another fly you know flying by and, no you, you have and, you make a very valid point you make a very valid point i've always said it's not what you say it's how you say it because anybody yeah. can write down this verse which really sounds like an an elementary uh, someone something written by a kindergartner, but no one can do it like Snoop. He goes one, two, three, into the foe. Yeah, Snoop right. Dogg, Dogg and Dr. Dre is at the dough. Literally, it's, though, it's how you do it. It's not what you do it. Imagine, you know, Ed Sheeran saying that. Right, and 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 that's one thing that definitely gets overlooked, and that I and sometimes people that are not even, I guess, I mean, relatively speaking, big have that mentality too we're like you know i'll get to it when i get to it and they have that ego already coming in it's like dude you're gonna have to humble yourself because if you're not yeah it's you're not gonna get you want big to facts you know? yeah big facts the, yeah there's there's very well too there's up and coming artists and and they are they are their biggest fan themselves right right and and that's the thing too it's like like the like for a perfect example when when me and mario and other friends started this project you know our structure was you know, all over the place. No, you know, we we could hardly even kind of focus on what we were doing. And you know, the more you do it, the more you you get passionate about it. The more experience you start to get. And I'm never afraid. You know, one day I wake up, I'm like, you know what? We got to change something. Never, never feel like you got it resolved or that you got it down. You always got to be willing to learn and be passionate about it. Because if not, you're gonna get burned out, and you're gonna hate what you're doing eventually. And it's like, well, yeah, that goes for everything. I'm a bit. I'm right. a big fan of Andrew Tate and uh and uh patrick bet david and those guys are all about uh you know there's got to be uh something in you that drives you you got to have the drive that you're never right. satisfied with your biggest accomplishment if you made right. a million let's make three million if you made 10 million right. let's make a billion and uh it's not just money it's in an anything and any art uh, like you, you 
you draw something and you're like, wow, that's so amazing. And I'd be like, yeah, it could have been better. And, and, and so uh, the, the person that, that, that listens to that shows you a song and you're like, man, you need to go back to the mix on this. That's the person that's really not going to get far because they don't have the perfection that that drive, that passion. Yeah, and that's the thing too. It's like yeah, you have to be, you know, your biggest credit at the end of the day. But you have to be, you know, evolving. You you can also, you know, because I've noticed too, a lot of people struggle with finding their perfect timing and planning everything perfectly instead of where they could have just done it. Fix where they messed up and improve on that. You know, it's always a lot of people get held up in the idea and they don't actually execute it. It might be as simple as just waking up at the first, you know, alarm and not a hidden snooze. As simple as that to like, you know, conquering whatever you want to conquer. And it's like, yeah, you just gro- got to do growth is uh, growth is very important. And, and you have to continue to build on your growth. Imagine that, you know, uh, the biggest athletes, you know, they played in Little League. <laughs> they had to grow from there, you know? Right. Yeah, and then that's the thing. You always always strive for improvement, always wake up, uh, you know, that Mamba mentality, you know? Just just get up and do it. Whether you're having a bad day or a good day, you got to get up and do it because, you know, no one's going to do it for you. You can only control yourself. And you know, Amen to that. Oh no! I saw another one because there was a. I was looking back at Magic's Instagram. I'm so I'm a I'm a sneaker guy. I love my shoes. You had a video about you wearing like old pairs and you know, you keep rocking them and whatnot. Is that is that how you is how you go about it? You, you keep you just keep the things you ha- the shoes you've had for a long time, or you're like, nah, I always got to buy the next thing. You know, um, I, I, both both. But when when it comes to the stage. I wear the newest, the sharpest, the coldest, the flyest. But if I'm walking my dogs, I want to be the comfortablest. <laughs> right. You see what I'm saying? And so those are my walking the dog shoes when I run around the neighborhood, when I'm getting my, my cardio in, because that's really important for me, you know, especially at my age, to, you know, to, to stay in shape, to stay, keep the blood flow. You know, I still sprint every morning, you know, even if I only sprint 40 yards, I sprint every morning uh, right. because I, I heard a report that says, you know, uh, most males after the age of, uh, after they get out of high school, they never ever sprint again in their life. And, you know, their cardiovascular system suffers because of that. And so, you know, in four years, guys, in four years, I'll be 60. And so I'm going to be sprinting when I'm 60. You feel me? Hey, man, keep that attitude. And funny you say that. I don't think I remember the last time I ever sprint. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I probably should get sprint. up and start hey. doing yeah, no, definitely. I'm sprinting to the fridge. That's what I'm doing. Nice. <laughs> I have to sprint. I, I still play sports, so it's like, okay, I have to keep, you know, keep myself good. doing that as much as I can. Even though, like, I haven't I played, like, an yeah. organized and I, and I do. sport in a year, it's like, okay, well, I still got to, you know, keep myself active a little bit. Right, right. My kids always invite me to the gym, and 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 because uh, they, I, I, have, I have a 24 and a 26-year-old, and they're like, yeah, we're going to the gym. Pop's going to come live with us. And I'm like, eh, lifting is not my thing, guys. I just need to get my hour in every morning and I'm good. You know, where at their age, they're out there trying to get their pegs out, all out and all that stuff. Right. And I'm like, yeah, you go, go do you. But, you know, that's uh, that's not for me. But when it comes to the shoes, I do love dope, dope shoes. Uh, I'm not I'm, I'm not in the uh, in the Jordan sneaker club because I was never subscribed to that whole culture of it just because it takes too much brain power to keep track of you know the threes the ones the originals oh, yeah. the, yeah, the, yeah. the baby 
blue fives or whatever of Starbucks because, you know, nah, I don't want to learn your language. I don't want to talk in, in venti frappa crappa. I don't. And so I love coffee, but I'm not going to get it from Starbucks. I'd rather get it for a, a buck 49. It's just you pick and choose your fights, you know? Yeah, come on. You don't want to pay $10 for a cup of coffee. You get the same one at 7 <laughs> Not today, sir. <laughs> it's like you can have those uh, Jordans, $300. They're the new ones. Jeez. Yeah. And, no, and I have splurged on shoes. Matter of fact, one of my favorite shoes that I wear, you guys will see them in my in photo shoots. I, I looked around because I used to have the, uh, the pair sitting right here in my studio. Is I wear these Versace uh, Fendi. It's a Fendi Versace collab. They're called Fendachis. And uh, and and really, there it's a girl, it's a female shoe. But when I tried it on, I'm like, nah, this is mine. <laughs> and so I started rocking it. You'll see it. It's got these these big fat soles, mm. and and people think I wear them because I'm short, and I am short, but I just like the shoes. And those are eight hundred dollars shoes, and I bought them multiple times already because I just love that that particular uh, uh, Versace shoe. You know? Oh yeah, no, I've I've seen things like. Versace, and then there's like Balenciagas, and I'm like, would I would I be someone who can rock those? I don't know. I'll stick to my, I don't know, my nah, Adidas me, Sambas, you know, I'll go old boy. school. <laughs> yeah, no, no. He, this yeah, is I a mean, real there, there was a time. There, I, I mean, there, there there definitely was a time in my life when all I could rock was Payless uh, shoes. Same, uh, same. You know, so oh, oh, so oh, again, yeah. growth, growth, baby. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Now the the real important question is. Do you own a pair of Crocs? <laughs> uh, there, I only have two answers, two words answer for that. Hell no. Yes, good man. <laughs> you know, funny enough, you say that. That was me for the last 27 years. <laughs> you gave in. Uh, you my, you my, crocked my, in. My lovely, huh? lady, my lovely lady got me a pair two days ago. That's 50% of the shoes I've wear for the last two days. Oh, my God. <laughs> there you go. And, 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 like, and if comfort is key, but I just see it as, to me, I see it as sloppy. That's my yeah. point of view of it, you know? Right. I'm not right. a Croc fan, and I don't think I'm going to become a Croc fan either. Right. I mean, I don't go to, like, the store and stuff with e them, you know? But, like, even if Bad Bunny even if Bad Bunny has his own Crocs. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be funny. Speaking of Bad Bunny, um, and your, you know, long history of repertoire and, and all the albums you have, what, what would you say it's one song that gets um, not overlooked, but that you've, feel like you put a lot of like maybe a, a little bit of spice like maybe different mixture of genres different styles or sounds that didn't get the love that you kind of wanted you know or, or people should really check out you know ryan i'm glad you asked that question uh, because every artist i think has something that they worked on that their audience didn't appreciate right as much as they put into it uh, there's two there's two things that come to mind two two music projects uh, number one, um, back when back when Bruno Mars had this record called uh, says um, he had a re a real ballady record. It was real popular. When I used to be your man, I think I remember his name. And it was taking over the world back then. Like it was on every radio station. I I, they, I went to Greece at the time and I heard it in Greece and I'm like, man, I need a, a world song. And I wrote this record that I absolutely love to this day, but my audience just did not go crazy for it. There was a small sector. And, and and of course, mainstream uh, the pop culture. Of course, they wouldn't even check for me because uh, when you look at this Mexican boy, he's not uh, what what mainstream America considers a, a leading man. And so right. so because they don't consider you a leading man, they don't want to listen to what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and so I have this song that I absolutely love, and I think it, if it was in a love movie like The Notebook, and people just heard it, didn't even know who it was by, it would be a phenomenal hit. The song is called. 
Missing You featuring Nicole. When I wrote that record, I'm like, this is my power ballad, bigger than Lost in Love, because Lost in Love was one of my biggest ballads. Right. And um, no, it just kind of went, wee, 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 wee. kind of died like the Pac-Man. Right. Man, I, I, you know, we know that feeling all too well when we like make content for, you know, to, to share in our platforms. There's stuff that we work on for weeks, you know, like a clip. It might be like a 30 second clip and then we release it. And it's almost like we just threw it in a river, you know, like, <laughs> like what? And then we do something like literally in five minutes space, you know, time, time wise. And it's like the biggest one we've ever, you know, yeah, I've, I've had crazy. that too. But one of my biggest records, one of my biggest records, it was an ad lib. I wasn't even trying to write a chorus. I was just in the studio playing with my talk box and I came up with this chorus. And, I'm, and when I went back to listen to everything that I was freestyling, I'm like, Oh, that's the chorus part right there. And it goes, something about you, baby. Right. Drives me crazy. Something about this pretty girl. And I was playing it on the talk box. Boom, became one of my biggest records. I thought it was just an album filler, you know? Right. <laughs> and, and, it, and it's crazy how that works, man. No, it's like you think it's a non-single, and it's like, boom. Everyone's like, this should have been the main one. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you know, because humans are simple. We like simplicity. And right. sometimes when, when a mad scientist overthinks things for you, um, you, you're like, eh, it just doesn't have the right feeling. Or you just don't give it, it doesn't grab your attention the same way. Uh, you know, uh, definitely there's exceptions to the rule because the mad scientist Steve Jobs, he definitely got everybody hooked. Yeah. But again, he, he became, you know, that, that status because he made it s simple. You know, an iPhone, my parents yeah, yeah, can pick did. it up and use it. So he was an evil genius, but he still knew that principle. Yeah, that he yeah, he definitely simplified technology. Simply simplified technology a lot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and the other song, uh, the, to answer your question, there was two of them. wrote this song called Mamacita. I, I loved it so much because it was kind of like an upbeat song, not my usual MC Magic Love Chicano record. And I'm like, this song has, has, uh, has the uh, potential to be something special. I was featuring a rapper named um um Lexini Blanco this was in 2016 and I I saw this vision I'm like this is what's going to happen we wrote out this whole treatment for the video uh treatment is what they call a video concept and so we wrote out this whole concept and they were dealing with a they were, they were selling diamonds to this to this corrupt big boss big money so the music video was was going to be a diamond heist Lexini and myself right. we we did the acting in it and we and and we even hired a Hollywood actor. Um, Julia Roberts has a brother named is, uh, uh, Eric Roberts. Oh. He was the diamond dealer. He was a diamond dealer that after we bought the diamonds from him, we came back and stole the suitcase of money from him, complete with <laughs> machine guns and shootings and, and, and a car racing through an underground parking lot, going to the edge of to, to the edge of the uh, to the edge of the ocean, jumping on a ship and getting away from his his goons. It was I was like, man, this is going to be so fun phenomenal and the song just went like like you said like wet toilet paper against the wall but you can still see it it's it's on it's got a half a million views on on youtube but i thought man this is going to change my the course of my career and my life and it just, right. just <laughs> <laughs> yeah no but you know one thing we've we at least we've discovered in the little bit of time that we've been kind of trying to make a career and you know something that's not just like the normal norm is that sometimes whether kind of we like it or not, there's a good portion of of luck that you kind of have to have with you to where like it's almost like a ratio of like 50 we're like 75 percent really hard work and putting in a hundred percent 
and that other twenty five percent you can't control, and 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 you have to. I be, agree. You know, I agree. You have to kind of be millionaire. Make a peace with that. Yeah. Yeah. Millionaire men, millionaire mentor says, the harder you work, the luckier you get. That's true. So there is luck involved, but if if you're not doing anything, bad luck is coming your way. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Because, I mean, it goes back to, like, we were talking about, like, you know, people kind of lose their mind in the planning stage of doing something when they should just, boom. You know, if I mess up ten times, guess what? I know ten times I'm not, not to do that again. If you plan it all out perfectly and that one time you try is like, you know, that throwing the thing on the wall. Yeah, but, absolutely, you know, absolutely. You, you like, lost the nine tries already. <laughs> and and sometimes the more you know, the more it, it, your mind works against you too. Because right. I'm also a, a gear a gear geek, a studio geek. Uh, and and if someone told if someone told me uh, just record it with the SM58, that's actually what you're using right now. Your microphone is the SM58. That's a hundred dollar mic. Uh, Mario's has got the SM the SM seven B. 7B, that's a $400 mic. I'm using the Neumann TLM-103. This is a, a $1,000 mic. Okay? So, you see, I, I know my stuff. <laughs> I know my stuff, yes. right? And so, I recorded one of my biggest records on the $100 mic. Today, I would never record on that. Right. But, you know, you, you got to make do with what, with what you have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's funny enough, this is a performance mic. So this is a mic that, you know, I used to, going back to the band that I told you I was part in, I, I literally repurposed a bunch of gear from that to create a podcast, which, you know. I wasn't trying to down talk your mic, Ryan. You don't <laughs> no, 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 but I'm saying, you know, it, it, it's crazy how, like, going back to, like, you know, a, a really back reference that we were talking about is I'm a big believer if you have a really great idea, just execute it. You know, execute it even if you only have a hundred dollar mic. Don't, don't get carried away exactly with a hundred, you know, dollar. Yeah, and, yeah, and exactly. That, a cheap guitar, need... a cheap guitar can make a hit record just like a, uh, you know, a thirteen thousand dollar guitar. Oh yeah, oh yeah. No oh, man, we got uh, we be over an hour. Nice. Oh, we're, we're like an hour and a half. I know. <laughs> uh, you guys, uh, you guys, you guys gonna let me go get dinner or what? <laughs> oh, no, no, we definitely, uh, it definitely, we're not going to keep you hostage all day. <laughs> no, nah, it's all love if the conversation is good, right? True. Oh, yeah. Very true. Uh, definitely. Uh, before coming to Detroit, uh, before I forget, I, I hope, you know, Mara didn't ask this before, you know, I try to frantically join back in when I was having connection problems. Uh, hey, yeah, he look, at, look at that. Oh, yeah. Humble beginnings. I'm just All saying. Right. I'm just saying. I interrupted you. Sorry about that. <laughs> oh, no, you're good. You're good. Um, what are what, what are one of the things you've heard about Detroit, whether it's good or bad? Um, you know, based on audiences, environment, or history that you know you've perceived on the city. The three things that stand out about Detroit to me are Eminem, uh, Motown music, and Dirty Water. It's <laughs> a good that's, three. That's that's, re that's yeah, really that's what I know. Three. I mean, ICP has a has a hard fourth. You know what I'm saying? You're right, you're right, true. And then Eminem did destroyed them, saying you're not even from D Detroit. <laughs> you're from yeah. ten miles away. <laughs> yeah. And that's crazy. You know, funny you say that because that reminds me of you know going back to the point where I tell you I know a lot of people, a, a lot of artists that are locally here. A lot of people claim to be from Detroit, and they get in their car and drive 45 minutes out of the city. Exactly. And it's like, exactly. what are you doing, man? Like, what are you doing here? 
Like that's a <laughs> that's a Detroit. That's a big thing in L.A. too. Uh, you yeah. know, like like even even local L.A. rappers that are clowning each other be like, you know, you claim in L.A. but you live in Santa Ana. Da, 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 you know, <laughs> it, it's it every. I think every major city has that that scoop. You know, right. And it's like, come on, man. And, and then funny enough, somebody went viral recently on, I think on Instagram and TikTok. It's a local artist that's from a city called Farmington Hills. And he made a song called King of Farmington. <laughs> where, she go, where he goes like, Farmington Hills. And he's like essentially almost parodying himself and talking, you know, crap about like, yeah. I'm from Farmington Hills. I'm not from Detroit. And then he also made a song called Detroit. Which is pretty hilarious. Oh, I know. But it's crazy yeah, how like he did that. Is he, yeah, he turned a negative into a positive. Yeah, he turned right. a negative into a positive. And that's crazy because it's like, look at that. You know, you can you can find something anywhere if you just, you know, if you put an effort and you put you know love going back to that passion. You can tell he you know he didn't do it just to be funny or, you know, clown in the city. He did it because he's like, you know what. I'm gonna shoot this. I think I think every major city has a ton of uh, of suburban little cities surrounding area. I mean, think about who, people that live in Chicago. There's a lot of cities around Chicago, but I'm from the shy, you know. Literally, yeah, yeah, yeah I've heard that one a lot too. We, I heard it oh, yesterday, Brian. Means... Remember? <laughs> the, the... Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like where, where are you from? Plymouth? Uh, oh, oh uh, West Side, Detroit. Like, wait, no, it's not. <laughs> no, it's definitely no, not. The whole other city. <laughs> <laughs> that is totally not near Detroit. <laughs> hey, but you, you gotta you gotta stay where the cloud is at. You know. Okay, I mean? let me, let me ask you guys a question. How many miles away do you have to be to still claim the main city? Is it five? Is it ten? Is it twenty? Or, or go up to thirty? That's a, that's a very good question. It's definitely not thirty. So once you <laughs> once you leave the city limits, so let's say you're physically outside of city limits, I give you no more than ten miles away. So you're for the border then? Yeah. Oh yeah. Built that border. <laughs> Build the <laughs> oh, no. There it is. Built the wall. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that he I'm said. A... You drew the line. That's you draw the line. That's where it's it. That's where it's at. Wherever you draw the line, that's where it's at. Oh man, that that puts a very very big predicament in our city. Does that mean if you're from Windsor, Canada, you can claim you're from Detroit? I mean, to be fair, it feels like you're still in Detroit in some spots <laughs> oh yeah when you cross the bridge not to ruin canada for you it's, <laughs> it looks just like Detroit. because it, it's like, like and, and i don't like, know why in my mind i'm like it's a utopia you know when you cross the bridge it's a totally different new world which i mean in some aspects it is but it's like the same road you know, you know a lot of people say that environment. a lot of people say that <laughs> about el paso texas <laughs> you're still yeah. in Juarez. even if you cross the border to el paso it's still what is <laughs> right right and it's it's crazy because it's like oh i get that that's it <laughs> but they have an actual border you know yeah literally yeah <laughs> our border is a river technically literally and they're making a new bridge which that's kind of dope oh they still are yeah thankful yeah. i think i might have to visit windsor do they have a yeah, canadian gonna... accent down, down, over there no uh, yeah it's kind of like a no it's like a french accent if you run into somebody that has an accent yeah yeah now you have, you have to go like far east can eastern canada to really experience french canadia really? you know start hitting start hitting that you know it <laughs> <laughs> yeah and we have a tunnel too that goes under the river that'd be pretty cool if you do go to canada nice nice oh that's yeah. dope yeah, that's you just dope. get in a tunnel and then you come out and you're like, oh, another country. You're almost like, you know, playing the Mexican, uh, you know, 
<laughs> play game. <laughs> oh, we're going through a tunnel. <laughs> no way. Oh, El Chapo in the house. Uh, we're going through it. Who made that? El Chapo? You know, who made that tunnel? <laughs> so I need to call him to make another tunnel. Eventually, right? <laughs> Eventually, right? Oh, my God. That's good. <laughs> well, mm, I had a rant. So my last thing I wanted to ask was about kind of you 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 tour. You've, you I don't know how many times you've toured around the country over the years. You've done concerts, big and small, festivals. Like, do you have a preference, or is it just like you like both vibes because they're different in a way? Um, when it comes to performing, I've I've discovered that my crowd. There's a little bit of my crowd in every city, so my my fans look the same. They look like me. I mean, skin tone wise um and i'm very surprised when there's when when there's an audience uh that doesn't fit my demographic norm and so i i love i love every market that we go to because there's a little bit of magic in every city Mm. that's very true because i know because i know seeing from also instagram because it's not just you taking part it's little rob as well you're gonna be in las vegas or you were in las vegas i should say previously back in may for this like what lovers and friends festival that had god who's the who like a who's who you had like nelly missy elliott 50 cent and whatnot like i'm sure that crowd was kind of i guess different but also similar in some ways too based on what you've been yeah you've been and, and there's, the there's pros and cons yeah 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 there's pros and cons that was that was a huge it you know what it is about big, big festivals it's nice to put your name on the same flyer as Mariah Carey, Pitbull, and yeah. Fifty Cent. It, you know, it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm rocking with the, with the real, or with the big dogs, and right. so that's kind of a, like, like a little clout, uh, you know, uh, a little clout uh, reach, I say, and, and that's good. But the, the, the downside of that is that you have to be an early performer, even an opening act. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have to be an early performer. The crowd's not as big as for, for, for the early artist as, as it is for Mariah Carey, for say. Uh, not only that, they don't throw you on the main stage. They'll put mm. you on a side stage. Robin Baby Bash is, since we're kind of like the spearheads of the Chicano culture movement, uh, is even if we performed at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, we had at least 20,000 people there, which which was amazing that they came out for us like that. A thousand cap theater, something like the Majestic, what happens there is is I get to do a longer set, I may be closing the show. Uh, I get to meet fans face to face until until I meet all of them. Uh, you can't. I can't do that at a festival with twenty thousand people. No. Mm. Right. I have security. They gotta figure out where it's gonna happen. You can't interrupt the the concert. So there's there's give and take for everything. And I love the big shows as much as I love the medium shows. I mean, nah, and yeah, and, and you know what? And Majestic Theater is a great is a pretty good place. For music, any sort of music concerts, you know, we, they've hosted everybody. So, I think, yeah, I think you'll definitely, you'll, you'll definitely enjoy it. You'll definitely enjoy like the the, the com- camaraderie of the of the crowd and being with you in there. It's, it's gonna be more intimate as well. So, I'm definitely excited to be in Detroit, and I know that I know I know it's gonna be special because it's our first time going to the market, and so people not get this demographic of music in their town. They're gonna make the effort to come out. Mm. They're gonna make the effort to come out, and uh, and you know now with TikTok being so popular for me, 
Uh, so many young fans are coming out. We're getting eight-year-old fans saying, "Oh my God, this is my favorite song!" And it's crazy. Like just the other day in Bakersfield, like a like a ten or twelve-year-old little girl, she made a book for me. She made a book uh, to the lyrics of my song "Lost in Love," and she illustrated little photos. This is a ten-year-old little girl. It was just it was just phenomenal. And so you know, it was it was special. I was, I was telling my wife uh, yes just today. I says I, I guarantee you that at that at that show that we did in Bakersfield. Now there, it's a lowrider car show with a little concert. But judging from the makeup of the people that were there, I told her, I said, at least, you know, 50 to 60% of the people that were there were young girls waiting for our concert, which is really amazing. Oh, yeah. I know I gave you a long answer to a sh- to, a, to a short question. Oh, no, that was good. <laughs> no, we, we, take, we take all the, all the answers, man. <laughs> Why not? You'll, yeah, you'll. No, I no. think you'll have a great, great time when you come out here later this month for sure. You know, and you have all those like kind of opinions and, t- and tips on where to check, what to check out, and where to where to eat and things like that. You'll you'll find Detroit to be a lot different than what maybe your the perception of what you know the media gives you and things like that. So it may it may still have its interesting quirks, you know, quote unquote interesting, but. You know, yeah. you'll definitely find spots you're like, man, this is this is great. You know, this is what I, ex- I expect the Motor City to be. You know, every, every, everyone that goes to L.A. that's not from L.A. be like, where can we go see Kobe stuff? Where can we, uh, you know, go see Nipsey Hussle stuff? You know, and, and L.A. people are like, you know, this, it, it, it is who we are. And I'm sure people go to go to Detroit talking about where can I go see Eminem stuff? Mm-hmm. Can we see Eminem's house? Is it surrounded right. by a gold fence? I don't know. You you guys feel me in on that? Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, that's a good question. Well, I think the original Eminem house was actually demolished. It was, I if think, my memory does not fail failed me. Um, and then other than that, you know, houses now later on in life, it would be hard for me to even try to pinpoint where any of them are. Pull it up, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, all right, let's. There's got to be. Uh, I mean, the guy's inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, yeah, but his house was demolished by then, you know. There, is there an Eminem uh, uh, memorial? Uh, not a memorial, but a museum? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, and and if there is, and somebody from Detroit's listening, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Other than like where, I mean, he has like the the food spot now that he did. Oh, he does have a restaurant actually called Mom's Spaghetti. Mom's Spaghetti. See, let me write this down. <laughs> let me write this down. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, he. Mom's when did he open? When did he open that? Like a year or two ago. Uh, I will, I'm gonna say safely, probably a couple years ago. Yeah, yeah, I, I do, I do vaguely recall that situation. Um, and I was gonna ask you guys one more thing about talking about this Eminem issue. Uh, this Eminem thing. Oh, what's gonna happen if I go hang out at Eight Mile? What's going on there? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> mm. Is is Eight Mile even the wor- the roughest part? I don't even think so. Not really. It, I mean, it, it, you guys don't go to Eight Mile. It just it's chill. <laughs> no, yo, <laughs> uh, it's too far of a drive. Uh, I mean, but I mean, it's 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 like a I guess because it's almost in the outskirts of the city. If I'm not geographically, you know, challenged a little bit there, uh, Mario. It's, so it it looks like a you know an outdoor, um, well not an outdoor, uh, an outskirts kind of city suburb in a way almost. But not quite that medium to where like you, you know, see maybe some deterioration in some businesses, but you see like modernized businesses built, 
So I have it, a feeling you guys. I have a feeling you guys have not visited Eight Mile. It, it's all right. It's 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 it's, it's interesting. It's interesting. <laughs> yes, but we've been there. I've driven through there. Same <laughs> many times. Yeah, six and seven miles where it's at if you want action. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, six and seven. Yep. And I found out he lives in Clinton. Okay, he, he lives no. in Clinton Township, by the way. Now he lives in Clinton Township. Is that is like the uppity? Clinton, yeah. Depending on where, like, I think if you the for those, let's say all the sports athletes here in Detroit, you know, the artists and whatnot. It's like Clinton Township. Uh, Birmingham's another one. I would say Novi Plymouth. So that, that's kind of, yeah, that's kind of like the Beverly Hills of LA. Yeah. Yeah, give or take. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah cause you, and you, yeah, you and you'll notice when you cross into the into their area, it's like, oh, we're in this place. Like, okay, it's a different area. <laughs> like, I don't. I was like, do I feel like I belong? Well, here? before before you guys uh, before you guys disconnect me, I just want to uh, definitely give a big shout out to Nora Ivel. Mm-hmm. You know, the freestyle singing uh, artist. I know you guys have worked with her in the past. She has helped me so much to get the word out about our, our arrival to um, uh, to Detroit. And I just want to say thank you, uh, Nora, for being so amazing. Her and her team over at her job, uh, they've helped me, you know, really um, get the word out and connect with you guys as well. And so I really appreciate you, Nora, and looking forward to your performance, too, uh, at the Majestic. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, no, and we're going we're gonna to try our best to be there. Um, cause it, it's been a while since I've been to the Majestic actually. It's probably been at least a couple of years. So it's just a nice excuse, you know, to, to finally, you know, come out of the house and stop wearing the Crocs <laughs> and put some regular shoes on. <laughs> you better, you better pull out your Ben Davis and your, your, your Cortez. All right. Your Nike. Cortez. Oh yeah. There yeah. you go. <laughs> Bust oh, them out. Yeah, man. I'll try my best. I'll if you wear Crocs, you're definitely going to stand out, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so for those listening who will listen in before the twenty fourth, again, ticketweb.com. You can find MC Magic with Baby Bash, Lil Rob, Norella, Nor- Nora Yvel, and J Rocks at the Majestic Theater, Saturday, June twenty fourth, seven PM Eastern. It's gonna be quite an Actually experience. every time yeah, actually, every time I perform, I promote my concerts. I promote the main concert page, which has my whole, which has my whole calendar. So if you go to mcmagicconcerts.com, yes. which is easier to remember, that that has all the links to all of the cities that we're go- oh, yeah. going. Oh yeah, and he's still touring. The man is still touring. This, he, he said he, right. he said he felt old, but you know what? No, yeah. he's he's got the heart of he's got the heart of a young. Oh, you can't be feeling like that. We got to keep the sprints coming. <laughs> yeah, you no, no, no. I didn't say I, 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 I'm just being, I mean, the fact, <laughs> you know. But I know yeah, I feel I great, man. I tell you, I can still, I can drop down and do 100 push ups right now. Yeah, no, I can't do one push up. I'm 28. <laughs> I'll help. I'll I help you. you need a push up, though. <laughs> <laughs> I can yeah, help yeah. you, yeah, Brian. I got you. I'll help you. I could, hey, yeah, no. I'm sorry, Brian. I couldn't nah, help it. Hey, it just, you set hey. it up for me. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, nah, that's the only thing I can set up. Hey. hey. <laughs> that's too funny. Uh, no, worry. I'm just pulling your leg. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, that's good. But no, nah, but honestly, no, nah, MC Magic, Marco Cardenas. No, nah, nah, thanks for being with us, man. It's been really cool learning about your life and music, everything in between. Appreciate you guys taking the time and uh, doing the research and uh, putting me on your platform. 
I'm looking forward uh, to coming out to Detroit. If you guys want to come to the show, I'll definitely add you guys to my list so you guys don't have to come out the pocket. And, uh, yeah, you know, bring a couple of your pretty girls with you. It's going to be a good time. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, no, no I def- definitely appreciate the uh, invitation and definitely taking, uh, you know, your time out of your busy schedule to, you know, sit down with us for a few hours. Really, really appreciate it. It's all love. Thank you, guys. Uh, shout out to the legal aliens, guys. The legal aliens. Heck yes. All the way live, like Woo. the Jackson 5. <laughs> we're, like we're four, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're, it's close. <laughs> close enough. Okay. All right. So two, uh, so two right. of your crew is missing. Yeah. Yeah. Once uh, in Boston and the other ones at work. All right. All right. That's yeah. what it is. Uh, and you it's actually remind- two females. So. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> Congratulations. So sorry, sorry to bug you out. You <laughs> well, know, you us well Brian's with one of them. I'm not, but. <laughs> Listen, if it wasn't for a female, none of us would be born. Literally. Good point. <laughs> the man right. speaks truth. But yeah, no. And, uh, yeah, we'll we'll, uh, we'll see uh and uh, we know hopefully if you know you swing by again or want to come on on the platform again, we're actually building a studio, so it'll be in person if you happen to be in the area, make it a little bit more easier for you. Sounds great. I appreciate the re-invite, and uh, and I hope that uh, I hope to meet you guys in person, and and I hope you guys catch my show because uh, you know even if you're not a fan of MC Magic, once you see a show, you can't help but be a fan. <laughs> oh yeah. You know, just to add a little bit of peace there at the end. You know, funny enough, uh, when I was pulling up the your entire catalog of music, you know, we're talking, you know, multiple albums. There's a couple on there on Spotify that I already had liked from like four years ago because it, it tells you the date you added it to your library, and it said like 2017. And I'm like, oh my god, look at that! Because it's like sometimes you just you know you listen to, again, you too much music. You you always listen to hundreds of songs in, in a given week. And it's like, man, I've been listening to him all, all along, and it's like, it's crazy. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you, yeah. Brian. I appreciate that. Uh, you know, music is forever, man, and, and especially oh, yeah. love love songs. I think they last uh, they last an eternity, and we're going to continue to do what we do. I've got a new album coming out later this year, and uh, I'll definitely uh, um, share that with you guys once we get it popping. Yeah, well, I really yeah. appreciate it. And again, appreciate you for your time i cannot thank you enough that's to me that's the biggest thing somebody can spend on anybody else you know give them their time yeah um so yeah likewise fellas man thanks thanks for staying up late with us and uh you know keep keep rocking the legal aliens oh yeah Uh, of course you too but i do gotta give you guys a uh, i do gotta give you one tip branding is really important Mm. you guys should both be wearing legal alien shirts i was gonna but this is an early birthday gift (laughs) <laughs> so I had to rep the early birthday gifts. Okay, yeah, I there just got go. back from work, hey, but hey, hey, we, we do have hey, clothes. What, we do have the clothing. What what uh what size shirt are you? We might have. Or I, may I, not I rock XL. I rock XL. Write it down, Mario. <laughs> <laughs> we can make it happen. You might have a limited edition jersey by the time we come. Oh, that's dope. I'm looking forward to it then. Right. Say less. There you go. All right. Thanks, you, thanks guys. Have a good one. Yeah, you too. Shout out to you, baby. It's your boy, this has been an episode of the legal aliens podcast live saturdays at 6 p.m eastern at twitch.tv slash the legal aliens with full episodes on our youtube channel at the legal aliens 
Show clips are also available on our Instagram and TikTok pages, which can be found at The Legal Aliens Podcast.